Welcome, spiritual baddie. You must be trying to navigate this messy journey of life while still having an abundant mindset. Sometimes shit hits the fan, but you know it's going to be okay in the end, even when it doesn't feel like it in the moment. This podcast is truly for those who simply get it. You know when you meet someone and they just get you without over-explaining? It's like a karmic bond, you know? We're here to talk it out so that you can feel more at ease with whatever you are going through in life. We're the bestie you can turn to during your 58th dark night of the soul and also the one you call up when you're celebrating the manifestation you've literally been calling in for the last 10 years. We're not here to put up a front because no one really has it all together all the time. So let's break down the walls. You can expect raw and open conversations on relationships, career, and life overall with a spiritual and astrological twist. Fuck the rules, fuck signing off emails professionally, and let's glow the fuck up. Today's special guest is Kara Dembski. She is the founder and host of the Flowductivity podcast. Flowductivity is a way of using the flow and cycle of your body, your design, and astrology to elevate intuition to find achievable and fulfilling productivity. She is an airy sun, Gemini moon, Leo rising, and a one for sacral manifesting a generator. I'm especially excited for our conversation today because we are both Leo risings and we are like one degree apart. You're 25 degrees and I'm at 26 degrees. So I'm really interested to like hear your story and see if there are any similarities there. So welcome. Thank you so much, Jacqueline, for having me. Totally. So why don't we start off by having you just share your story, how you got here, tell us all the juicy details. Yeah, let's see. So I was a hairstylist for 19 years and I got really burnt out from from it all. And the pandemic happened. I had a moment to just like reevaluate my life. And yeah, I just decided to leave my career and start over again. And that's kind of where all this started. I was totally not living my design. That is exactly why I was burnt out. And so right before the pandemic, I started having a spiritual awakening. And so it just really gave me some time to figure out who the heck I was. I felt like I was always living by other people's expectations And so when I came across human design, I really felt seen and heard and that I was fighting against it so hard. And yeah, it was like, wow, someone gets me. Someone understands how I operate. And I didn't really understand how that worked until I started living it. And then the other piece to it was I was on birth control for like almost my whole life, like a very, very long time. And I went through like a long detox period and I got off the pill and I did not know how to experience a cycle. I didn't know what that was. I had something always telling me. And so that was another piece to the puzzle for me was understanding there's so many different phases or there are different phases in the cycle. And when we kind of honor what they are there for, we're not fighting against it. And I like was trying to do all the things all the time. And that is why I was burnt out. Mm -hmm. And so learning about the menstrual cycle 
was so empowering for me because I, again, I felt like I was finally understanding how I was built as a person. And that's ultimately what brought me here is just sharing the knowledge and the things that I find to help other people step into the best version of themselves. And that's my son in Aries in the ninth house of self-development, like give me all the things. And then I want to help people like the best way they operate. And so that's how I'm here. I love that. I feel like I've definitely been called lately to pay more attention to my menstrual cycle as well. And I've just been like realizing how like women cannot work like nine to five, 40 hours per week. Like it just doesn't work for us. But I would love to hear kind of your insights on the different stages of the cycle and kind of how you plan your life around that. Yeah, so a big piece of that is, I'm sure you know, as an entrepreneur, there is so many things and you always feel like you're behind. Like you just never feel like you're ahead of the game. And so one code that I feel like I cracked is batching my content with my cycle. And so I feel like my content creation has much more of a flow and I don't feel like I'm forcing myself to do things that I don't feel like doing. And so kind of how that breaks down in just an easy way. And I also feel like it aligns with the moon cycles, the moon phases. So if you're someone that that this doesn't resonate with, you can always use the same concept with the moon. But I've found so many people that fight learning about their cycle are probably the ones that have the most difficulty with it. They fight against it. And so I just want people to kind of take a step back and say, like, how can I honor it? How can I allow it in my life? Because it is literally how you operate. If you are a woman that experiences the cycle, it is how you operate. And so when you lean into that, it can be really empowering. And then just taking a step back and saying, like, I am not meant to do all the things all the time. And so when you can kind of strategize your life for your maximum potential, you look at productivity in a whole different way. And so it's hard because how the menstrual cycle is broken down is the first day of your cycle is the first day of your bleed, but we're going to fast forward into the first phase, which is the spring phase. And that is immediately after your bleed stops. And so the spring phase is also known as the follicular phase. And during that time, you are meant to strategize. You're meant to plan. This is where you let the ideas kind of ruminate and you just kind of see what comes through. And so try new things. You chart a strategy. You expand. And this phase approximately lasts seven to 10 days. And so this is the one thing everybody needs to understand is there's no two cycles the same. There's no two people the same. And so... It's finding a way that you can kind of keep yourself accountable throughout your cycle, whether that's journaling through each day, whether that's using a planner and making notes, because once you start to see these like reoccurring patterns, that's where that power is to say, oh, I have so much energy. And so in the spring phase, something that I found is In my mind, I would think, oh, my period's done. I need to have high energy. Well, my energy takes a while to build up. So I need to give myself a little bit of space to be able to build up to that energy. 
And so when I would learn that just as soon as my period ends, doesn't mean I'm going to wake up and have energy that is allowing myself to really embody that spring or that follicular phase. Does that make sense? Totally. I love that. Yeah. I love how and, you mentioned that like everyone's cycle is different. Like it's, it's very unique and it's just about like learning how your own body works. Yeah. Yeah. I think so many people are like, oh, I'm different or this. And I mean, the biggest thing for me is my cycle changes every other month. Mm -hmm. And so knowing that your cycle might not be the same every month as well. And so once I kind of saw that one month, it was a little bit shorter and another month, it's a little bit longer. And my cycle's always been on the longer side. So when I started to dive deep into this, I did not feel seen and heard because everything was talking about a 28 day cycle. I have never had a 28 day cycle. And so that's where I started to dive deep of being like, wait, I'm different. What's wrong with me? And then the more I kind of read into certain books, I realized, yeah, no, there's a varying, it could be as short as 26 days, it can be as long as 34 days. And really beyond that, if it doesn't fit in that, like that's when I would recommend seeing someone to maybe help you maybe understand your hormones and yeah, see a specialist on that. But if you kind of follow your phases, I've found that I healed a lot of my stuff through my cycle. I had really long cycles. I had a really heavy cycles and my cramps were terrible. I would have no energy. But once I understood my cyclical patterns, most of that alleviated when I began to honor and adjust my life around my cycle. That's so interesting. I do find that my cycles are on the longer end as well. But now that you mentioned it, I kind of want to go back I usually track it on an app, but I kind of want to see if mine like changes depending on the month. Cause in the past, like my periods were very irregular when I was younger. Sometimes I would go like four months without getting a period, but I realized, I think it was also a lot of like burnout and stress that was kind of causing that prolonged um, cycle. But what are your thoughts on that? Like, how, like stress affecting your cycle? All of it. I mean, so many things affect it. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's like when we push ourselves. So like, for example, I like my periods would be debilitating. I could not do anything. And so like this all started with I would just plan to not do anything during my period because I just couldn't get up and do it. The biggest piece of honoring my cycle was about a week before my period, my energy would drop so quickly. My emotions would be crazy. Like I thought something was wrong with me. And so when I would feel this drop in energy, I would always push through it. My period hasn't come yet. I can't stop yet. I can maybe stop when my period comes, but I'm going to keep pushing through. When I would listen for those signs about a week before and I would slowly kind of take the tasks off. Like I would plan my work and home life around it that I would stop ahead of time. And so that's like planning ahead, making sure that my family, like we would order out more. I would have more freezer meals. Like there was things that I would do ahead of time so that leading up to it, I wasn't pushing myself. And let me tell you, when I would 
honor those signs that it was coming, my period symptoms, honestly, the majority of them alleviated. So it's, I think most people are pushing themselves through. And that is like the burnout piece is like, you're just like, oh, my period's not here yet. I got to do all the things. And so it's the highest form of self-care. I think so many people are like, you know, take a bath and do this. And it's like, well, if you aren't honoring the signs of your body, you're ignoring that main operating system that you have. And so it's going to malfunction. It's going to burn out and adding the piece of human design with it, understanding my, my strategy and my authority were also pieces of like, how can I connect to that intuition and using my cycle and using my authority are the two things that have elevated my intuition to another level. Mm -hmm. I really like that. I feel like it's so important to like listen to our bodies and I guess like through society and just conditioning so many of us just like kind of neglect our intuition when it's trying to tell us something. But I'm also curious to hear you share more about your journey with human design. Like, how did you discover it? What kind of really stood out to you in the beginning when you first encountered it? And like, how how does your intuition speak to you since you're a sacral authority? So let me think about the first thing that speaks to me. I always tell people like human design will teach you different things at different points of your life. So many people want to dive into the nitty gritty, but if you're not understanding your authority and your strategy and your not self theme, like you will not be connected to any of that energetic circuitry. So like, you know, but I, I get it because again, ninth house son, like I want to know all the things. So I was that person, but I always tell people like, hold up, hold up. Let's get, let's build this relationship. I think the biggest thing for me was my emotional center being open I did not realize that these like swing and emotions is usually not coming from me it's coming from outside influences and so I was able to reflect back that if I was in like a heated conversation with someone I would have to communicate with them that I have to take a step out of the room I have to take a few breaths I have to figure out what's mine and what's theirs because if they come at me with anger my reaction was to reflect it right back to them. And so that was the biggest thing where I was like, oh, wow, I am really easily influenced by other people's emotions. So that was that was the biggest piece. And then the other piece of understanding my sacral is just the practice of it. It's just like sitting there, leaving space for it. I mean, I'm a doer. I want to get stuff done. And so I don't think I ever allowed myself to sit and really have that connection with myself with my sacral and so just feeling like my yes is in my lower gut and my no is in like my upper gut and so it's just getting a connection to say like where do I feel this and if I don't feel it then it's a not right now and so the other piece of not committing to things if I don't get a yes or if I get a no not committing to it and just telling people I can't have I can't make that decision right now. And if they need that answer right now, then they're going to get a no. And that's just as simple as that. So it's that boundary. I didn't, I also didn't have boundaries before I burnt out. And so learning how to set those boundaries was another big piece of using my sacral in that. I love that. I feel like it's, 
Yeah, with the undefined emotional center, I always imagine that it's like really challenging. I have mine defined, but I'm like, if you don't have that defined, oh my goodness, like you might literally be feeling like everyone's emotions. And it's just like very aggressive, you know? Do you ever experience like, I guess with your with your other open centers, I always feel like everything is like very amplified, but how do you kind of deal with that? I know you mentioned with the emotional center, you kind of take a step back and like ask yourself, what is yours? But how about like your other centers? Like, do you have any kind of things that you do to cleanse them or clear them of energy? Well, one of my life lessons that's always reoccurring is trying to prove my worth. And that's coming from the like heart center. And so I'm working on that. You know, that is something that I have not mastered. It keeps coming up. I keep having this, like, how do I not try to prove my worth? It's just like built in me. And so um, that's something that like, I need a coach with, like, I have coaches that I use that help me and show me when I'm trying to prove my worth when it's not necessary. And so, you know, part of my my idea is if you were to ask Kara February 2020, like what she wanted that she didn't have, I have it all now. Like the things that I've worked towards, the things I've been manifesting, I have them all right now. But I still have this urge of it's not enough and I'm still trying to prove myself. And while I think that you know, my heart centers undefined in that. I think that's a big piece of it. I also think it's like something in my upbringing. It's like, you know, this, how I was brought up and you are not successful if you don't have a college degree. You, no one will see you and listen to you if you don't have X, Y, and Z. And so it's those pieces. And so um, my tool is a coach because I just can't seem to get over that. And then, um my spleen is open. And so that being the case, I find that that was another piece is like, I couldn't let things go. And honestly, journaling is a great way for me to kind of let myself experience it and then let it go. So if I'm holding on to say something that hurt me, a practice that I've come up with in a way that it's not meant to confront that person. I will write a letter to them and not send it to them. And then I will write a letter to myself back from them, the things that I would want to hear. Because I know there's certain people in my life, they'll never see my perception and that's okay. And so if I need something from that to let it go, I I give it to myself. And so writing myself letters and journaling about it has been the best way to let those things go. I really like that both of like those undefined centers I feel like are very yeah that, that's very interesting and I also have an undefined spleen as well and it's so hard I feel like that is the one that I struggle with a lot um and I have tried like writing letters to the person in the past and I'll kind of like burn them or rip them up but I actually haven't tried writing a letter back to me so I really like that I think I'm actually going to try that and I feel like that would be very helpful yeah. Um, if you do it with the moon too, it's really powerful. So if you were to do it with, um, I feel like that practice would be good with the new moon or even the full moon just to kind of release, release that. Totally. I love that. 
let's talk a little bit about your manifestation journey. Like what are some of your favorite manifestations and how did they come about? Well, one of the most eye-opening things on my journey was when we were in lockdown during COVID, I was taking a course for hairstylists. I had not decided yet that I wasn't going back. And a part of it was making a vision board. And so I still have the vision board up in my office. Like I can see it over there. And (laughs) not one thing had to do with hair. And that was the moment where I was like, oh, wow. Oh, I love like the clients that I had. I love my coworkers, but it was getting to a point where I just wasn't in love with what I was doing. And I always joked about if I could have the conversations without doing the hair, that would be like my ideal thing, i.e. why I started a podcast. And so like that fills my soul more than anything. And so I can't get into the details about it too much, but we'll just say that that vision board that I created three years ago actually turned itself into a proposal for something that I never thought possible in my life. And so manifestation for me, I need something tangible to work on, look at and reevaluate because I think so many people create it and they put it up on the wall and they're like, well, I'm not going to print out pictures or I'm not going to do that. And so I've turned my vision board into a digital, like I made a template on Canva. And so it's a place where I have everything that I want. And then I try monthly to look at it and say, is this still aligned with what I want? Is this still aligned with what I want to do? And so it's just a way to like, you, if you're working towards goals, you can't just like set the goals and let them just sit. Like, yes, you want to plant them, but you need to be able to kind of review them. And so creating a digital vision board was one of the biggest things to help me in my manifestations. But specifically in the things that I've manifested is ultimately the people and the resources to help me in my journey. So like there was times where I needed help with my copywriting and then someone somehow came into my life and she needed help with knowing her human design. And so we worked together. And so it was a way of, I kept thinking I needed money to be able to get these things. And so when I took the money out of the equation, that's when I started manifesting. I don't want the money. I want these things that are getting me closer to my goals. And so this project that I'm talking about, like I was able to become a part of a coaching program that costs a lot of money for free. And then that person put me in contact with someone else to bring this project into more of a fruition. So it's just like, again, like just little by little working towards these goals and then having something that you can look tangible and change them as you grow into the person that you want. Oh my goodness. That is all so amazing. Just like listening to you say that I was glancing at your astrology and your human design. I feel like so much of that was screaming like Taurus energy to me with your Taurus Mercury, Taurus Mars, Taurus Midheaven. I feel like earth energy really needs like that tangible aspect like you mentioned. So I feel like the visual, um, the vision board works really well for you. And just the part about how you said that you thought that it was money that you needed, but in fact, it wasn't. It was like these connections. I feel like that is such 
a big Taurus lesson that I can relate to because I also have that Taurus midheaven and I feel like kind of like a shadow tendency sometimes where Taurus is to be so focused on the material and the money aspect when in fact when you ask yourself like what you actually want it's not even that like it doesn't it's not even I guess it's like a it's an after effect like the the money and the materials so that's just so interesting like I love hearing people's story and seeing how it kind of relates to their charts and you having that four line also makes sense with like the connections that you are building I just find that people with like the four line they're so good at networking and just like meeting people in their lives yeah yeah. And I feel like a lot of that was that podcast. I started a blog. I mean, my whole journey, I think, you know, as an entrepreneur, it's like, you're like, oh, this is what I'm going to do. And then it always involves into something else. And I was like, why in the world did I ever think I wanted to be a blogger? But those tools that I needed to start the blog and start the website, I needed to be able to have the podcast and and form itself into it but yeah like that is why I started my podcast and it, like that fills my soul so much to be I able to have that. conversations like this <laughs> yeah and I feel like as a manifesting generator too it's so important to like do what really lights you up and like that's what's gonna propel you to move forward but do you have any like stories of really challenging times that you went through and kind of like how you dealt with them and how you overcame them yeah so like one thing is just when there's like a reoccurring situation mm -hmm. and ultimately I was having this like reoccurring situation in my life and I was getting like so fed up of like ah come on, like, I don't want to deal with this anymore. It's draining my energy. And, and then I realized like, oh, it's up to me to like handle this differently. I'm going to get triggered. I am going to get tested. But the key of it is one, what is my reaction to it? If I'm having the same reaction, I'm going to get the same output of that situation. And so how can I change my reaction? What can I learn from it to move forward? And like, since some of these reoccurring things and I've had the awareness of saying, oh, I got to change, I got to change my strategy because this isn't working for me. You know, like it hasn't come up again and I not saying it, it won't, but I just think it's one of those to have the awareness. If you're having these like same reoccurring things, like this is a time for you to learn and go in it with like a learning mentality and see what you can learn from it and how you can do something differently going forward. I feel that so hard. Like sometimes the universe is like trying to get our attention so hard with the same thing over and over again. And like, finally, when we get it, like we can enter the next level. So I totally, totally get what you mean. But moving forward, like what, what are some of the goals that you're focused on right now? Or kind of what are you, what are your intentions or what are you focusing on right now? Well, um, patience is always a hard thing for me. And I have this like deep, I still have this deep need for trying to prove myself. And like what that translates for me is thinking that I need to create something that's going to like bring me all this money and do all these things for me. And I feel like if you look at my human design and you look at certain aspects, I, and looking from the past, the times that I have called in the most 
abundance in my life. And abundance does not always mean money. And I think that's the thing is, is we always relate it to money is I know that I will get the things that I want if I stop trying to force being productive and doing these things and proving myself and that that is when the things I desire to come in. So moving forward, it's not working so hard. I mean, I even ultimately had that kind of come up today, yesterday, the day before, like I'm in my high, I'm in my summer, my ovulation phase, which it's short, but it means like I'm meant to do as much, like not as much as I can, but the awesome thing is I meant to collaborate. So I do try to have a lot of my podcast episodes during this time because I know my energy is higher, but I also have this like expectation that I need to be creating all these other things. So I'm being productive, you know, like I have a lot of stuff that I'm doing this week, but I still think outside of that, I'm like, I got to create this and I got to do that. And so I'm trying to really take a step back and in the times that I feel manic in creating stuff, I don't know if that's the right word, but that's how I'm feeling right now, is that's when I kind of sit and connect with myself more. So I'm very much out of my comfort zone. The last two days, I've devoted two hours in the morning to reading and journaling and walking outside of nature before I even start my workday to make sure that I'm connected with the tasks that I'm doing, because when I force myself to be productive, my work is not good and no one wants it. I relate to that so much. I feel like sometimes like it's like a fixed sign tendency too, like with the Leo rising, all the Taurus placements, like this is kind of how I describe it. Like, it's like when I think I, when I have a plan in my head and like, oh, we have to follow through with that exact plan. When sometimes, you know, life throws you a curveball or like your intuition tells you something along the journey and you're like, okay, we kind of need to shift and pivot also being a manifesting generator. But definitely sometimes it's like a, a challenge because the fixed signs just want to commit and follow through. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I have a hard time. I mean, I feel like my manifesting generator energy, but I'm like, take a step back connect with your sacral and you really got to feel in. And so um, one practice that I did this morning that like, it's been a sign, it's been coming to me in all sorts of different versions. And it's like, what story are you telling yourself? And so I like spent some time this morning and I told my story. I gave myself the time to tell my story that I've been through, but today I wrote it like, here's my new story. Here's what it is going forward. And this is what I'm going to call in. And, and I've done really good because I used to have a huge victim mentality problem, especially like my life was really, really, really hard right before I had my spiritual awakening. And the moments that I was like, I have control to change my reality. That's when I like stepped into my power, but like, I still would hold on to these things of like, this is how I grew up or this is this. And like, you know, my childhood wasn't terrible by any means, but it's like, we hold on to these story. And so I just empower anyone to like, ultimately give yourself that honor of what you've been through, but like rewrite your story for, for moving forward. Like don't hang on to the things that aren't going to help you evolve into your highest version. I love that. I feel like that's come up in a few conversations for me lately. Like just like the whole, 
rewriting the story, kind of changing those like negative outlooks and everything. So I, I feel like it's like a like a collective thing going on right now for sure. Was there like a specific event that kind of triggered your spiritual awakening or how did that come about for you? Yes, there was a specific, well, there was, I'll give you like a little glimpse of what kind of led me into this hard time. I had had my second child and my immune system was shutting down. Ultimately, after I had him, he was having health issues. My daughter had to have emergency surgery. There was like life was just like coming at me and I could not stay afloat. My husband's um, like company got bought out. So he wasn't going to have a job. And so like I had to return to work when my son wasn't even four weeks old. So I felt like I didn't have any other choice but to like tread. And so um, ultimately long story to about a year and a half after I had my son, um, we found out we had mold in our house. And so there, that answered a lot of questions about our immune system and why it was shutting down. And so we remediated, remediated our house, but like as a woman and as like hormone issues and all these things, I had to detox my body. So that was probably the catalyst into the spiritual awakening was like, I ultimately was like, I'm not eating dairy. I'm not eating gluten. Like I was literally eating, you know, like organic protein. My fruits were green apples and green bananas. Like that was the extent, like it was a very clean diet. (laughs) And we were, we went to West Virginia and this place in West, we have family there in West Virginia. And I feel there is something special there because since I went there, um, then like every time I go back, I have like a mini spiritual awakening every time I go there. But I had this moment of my brother-in-law had a sauna in his house and I was like, Hey, can I go use your sauna? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, well, how long can I go? And he was like, well, however long you want. And I was like, what do you mean? Like you have my, my kids are here. And so like, as a hairstylist, as a mom of two very young kids, I never had my time not down to the minutes. And so they were like, no, just suspend as long as you want. And I was like, what do you mean? And so it was one, not having restrictions to be done by a certain time. And like me being the busybody I am, like, you know, I know some people like have a hard time being with themselves. And I was that person. I brought my books. I brought my journal. Like I brought like everything in the sauna with me because I like thought I would be doing all this stuff. And I literally cried the whole time and just released every emotion And that was like, after that, I went and sat outside and I was like, you know, please universe, please God, please, whoever, please help me. Like, how do I move forward on this? And they were like, it's up to you to change your external reality. And so it was that moment, like I have a special love for saunas because like that moment was like just a flush but I think it was also just taking away the time restraint. And I know that's a lot, that's really hard for anyone with kids because, you know, we got schedules. <laughs> that sounds like such a beautiful journey. I'm also interested because you say that you kind of get like an um, interesting experience every time you go to that location. And I'm like, maybe it's like, are you familiar with astro cartography at all? I'm like, maybe it's close to one of your lines or something. 
Yeah, I haven't looked into too much. Like, I don't think there's anything crazy close to there, but I will tell you something mind-blowing for me about astrocartography is my uh, mom and my sisters got to go to Australia when I was young and I didn't want to go on their trip but like it was something that like I was obsessed with Australia and my family's like out of all the places we've been like they've been to New Zealand like they've been to other places they're like you know it's not that great and I'm like I don't care and I've had this strong pull to go and then I looked up my chart and I have nothing direct everything's in water like the direct points are in water I have four direct points in Australia. And I was like, oh my God. Like I, that was one thing where I was like, no wonder I want to go there. So it's on my bucket list and I hope to go sometime. That's amazing. Every time I hear something like that, I'm like, astrology really doesn't lie. It's just so real. Well, I know. Do you remember anything from when you went through your Saturn return? Like, was that a memorable time for you at all? I got married around that time. And so I do think my husband and I were together eight years by the time we, yeah, we were together eight years by the time we um, got married. And so I think for me, it was just like a little bit of like a, just like a life crisis of like, I want to get married and I want to like have all these things and I don't have it. And so like nothing crazy, but yeah, I just felt like I was very much confused in my own skin. That's probably the best way to describe that time of my life. Yeah. It's always interesting to me to hear about that. I'm just coming close to the end of mine in like six days. So thank God. But do you have any like last tips for anyone who just wants to live in more alignment or if they're recovering from burnout, do you have any tips for them? Yeah, if you're a woman, like really, especially understanding and connecting with your cycle is way more powerful than you think it could be. And the most powerful thing you can do is that rest. Because I've had so much clarity, so much intuition, downloads, whatever you want to call them, come only when I give time for that rest. And so as someone, again, that loves productivity, it is a practice. I have been practicing for three years since I got off birth control, and I still have to practice every single cycle. It's like I want to fight against it. But when I do, when I allow, when my body is trying to tell me that it's time for rest and I do, I feel like I'm always like, oh, yes, universe. I feel like when you honor how you are built with your cycle, with human design, you literally co-create with the universe. The universe is like, you're getting it. You're getting it. You're listening to yourself. And so that's a piece um, just really honoring your inner authority and using your strategy will help you really connect that energetic circuitry and um like especially with your cycle like i i want people to i want women who experience a cycle to really empower themselves to use it and so like i created these free cycle vitality printables so that you can understand the different intentions you have in each phase because I personally believe that if every woman understood how their body operated and used it in their home and work life, like we wouldn't have burnout. We would be working at our maximum potential 
in the way that feels best and so like get get those printables like do what you can and so that's just like where I come from that I think if you just honor your body in the process like there will not be burnout and I know it's easier said than done because it's taken me so long to get to this place but it just takes practice and another little piece that um like a tool like a suggestion is creating toolkits for what you need in certain moments so like I have toolkits for each phase of my cycle what I know what I have time to be with myself what I can do to empower myself the most in each phase I have toolkits to connect with my inner authority when I'm having a hard time understanding my sacral I have certain things that I know I can go to to really connect with that and so I just say like find a place where you can create toolkits whether it's a google doc or it's notes on your iphone or you have a piece of paper that's printed out and you're like wow I'm in my summer phase I really enjoyed you know learning new things and I want to make sure that like I make time every time I'm doing this and empower myself so yeah, build those toolkits so that you can like be the best version of yourself. And that also means like how you feel, like you want to feel your best. I love all of that. I really love that you're sharing this message because I feel like it's definitely very empowering for women. And I feel like it would just help all of us live a better life if we learned more about how our cycle works. So I'm definitely going to leave all the links your content everything's in the description so everyone can go check it out check out the the printouts and all that stuff but one question I like to end off the podcast with is what is something that you wish more people knew about you oh hmm I think what um you know (laughs) I don't, I, that's a hard question. Let me think about that. I mean, I think one thing that throws people off balance is I used to be a poker player. Like that was my like passion before I had kids, before we moved to North Carolina. But it makes so much sense now that I'm in the spiritual space because I loved it. Not for like the statistics of playing poker. I loved reading people. Like I loved that. And so being a coach and being able to like, that is my strength, my intuition. Like I, when I coach people, I can look at them and I can see what's blocking them. I can see what is in their way. And so, and then adding the other pieces, like I love using cards every, I use cards every day, tarot cards, Oracle cards. And so I just think it's funny how like one passion of mine has totally translated into something totally different. And yeah, so one way I used to make a lot of money and now is a way that I make a lot of money and they have a lot of the same aspects. So That is so cool. I feel like that is such an interesting fact. So I'm glad that you shared that. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. That was such an awesome conversation. I really appreciate your time and sharing all your tips for everyone. So thank you. Yeah, thank you. I can't wait for you to be on my podcast too. Yes. 
Thank you so much for tuning in to Glow Radio. If you enjoyed this episode, definitely take a screenshot, share it on your stories, and tag me at astrobabe1234 so I can make sure to reshare it. And if you want to continue spreading the abundance, definitely go leave a five-star review on iTunes or Spotify. Thank you so much, and I'm sending you lots of abundance and love.